Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depending on when you're listening to the podcast, you are listening to The Unsafe Space. I am Keith Revan, former Fine Gael counsellor, and I'm joined always by my beloved... Sarah Ryan, former Fianna Fáil counsellor. There you go. And We've we, been together for, uh, what, seven years? Seven, we've, been, we've been together for seven years. We've been, as you say, we've been in bed for seven years. And now everyone's finally catching up. All the Fianna Fáilers and Fianna Gaelers are all about to end up in bed together, folks. This is a very exciting moment. We're going to discuss all that today. Um, the end of the Civil War, Sarah. The, your family fought in the Civil War. Your great-grandfather was in the GPO. I mean, this is a momentous moment for you, finally making peace with Fine Gael. It's, it's, a, it's a great day. I we're think also, that would have happened when I got with you, don't you think? Nah. I don't know. Um, but anyway, the, we're also going to discuss, there's a, there's just to let you know, there's a, there's a bit of a... a, bit of a a uh, bit of a dose going around at the moment just to kind of keep yourself safe. Um, uh, it's called coronavirus, COVID-19. We're going to discuss a bit of that as everybody else is. Um, Sarah's going to discuss the positivity and positive things about being... No, I'm not. We're going to discuss that another day. Are you? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Fair no, enough. Because I wasn't the mood of that. Yeah, I said we were, going to, we were going to do a podcast solely about the positives of being in lockdown and like put a bit of sunshine into your day. Uh, thinking about the upside of what's happening but then you got into a fowler and decided you didn't want to hear any positivity so we decided we'd kick that to touch for another day because you're being really moany well look the two bandages around my wrists at the moment just mean that I just can't I just don't have the ability to, to discuss the positivity around being cooped up in the house um, so we, um, we're, we'll we we discuss that another day but um, Sarah has another topic that she wants to discuss well like this is a political podcast so we have to talk about the fact that Fina Gale and Fina Fall today yeah. released their document uh, of nonsense. Um, now I have to con- I have to confess, folks. Right, I read the head the headings of the document. I read the missions as they call them, and I couldn't actually bring myself to read the document. It is just so vacuous, so ethereal piffle. I mean, I'm stunned and shocked that people as clever as Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael headquarters <laughs> um, would think that this is the transformative document that's going to bring the voters back to them in, in the in the, the election that will follow. No, they don't care about that. I mean, it, it can only but build a momentum for a 35-40% Sinn Féin polling number. I mean, I cannot believe they're wasting this once in a million opportunity. But anyway, we, Sarah's going to discuss that and uh, tell me all about it because I just couldn't bring myself to read it. But there's nothing in it. I said to you yesterday before it was out, I was like, it's going to be a load of lofty, aspirational, West Wing style nonsense language with actually no like tangible plan forward. So I said, no, Sarah, you're wrong. This is not only is this a monumental moment politically with Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael finally getting together. Globally, we have a pandemic which has afforded them the opportunity of very similar to the last crash, a blank a blank page to transform Irish society in any way they want and everybody is ready for it and wants a big change and the whole thing, blah, 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 blah. And I was absolutely hopeful. And you were right. It's, you were right. I can't believe you were right. It's sad that you're so much older than me and yet I'm so much more cynical. Oh, it's God. because you got into politics Later. or interested in politics when you were, what, in your 20s? Yeah. And I got into politics when I was in my utero. Mm. So, like... I'm just much too young to feel. You've kind of got an older political head. You're actually yeah. sixty three. I know that this isn't because this isn't about like, this is about certain things. This is about me, Mickey wanting the top job. Oh, that's uh, all it's and, about. And uh, like it's about 
it's about just getting in and getting in and getting in it's about all those things it's not really about actual reform because the thing is that like if when 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 a party gets annihilated like Fianna Fáil did in 2011 right if you really really like you really have an opportunity to build something like to create a vision for a future in Ireland to learn from the mistakes and then to like go forward with something different I'll give Michal some credit he did you know like liberalise the party in terms of social stuff not all my cup of tea but he's not progressed the party in terms of anything else Fianna Fáil have not had a strong policy platform for the last couple of years and it seems like it's just been a whole thing of like let's sit here quietly and hope for the other guys to make a mess of it and then we'll get the job and that's that's not like me having a personal opinion that's also the message that was sent back very loudly and very clearly from the electorate in the last general election people can talk about how Fine Gael lost the last general election I would think that there's a case to be made by a political mm-hmm. thesis out there that Fianna Falls were the real losers in that election because at the end of the day they were Fianna Gael were an extremely unpopular government Fianna Gael were, or Fianna Fáil were, were supposedly in opposition and Fianna Fáil lost seven seats yeah but you see I think what they've realised is this confidence and supply thing was seen effectively as a coalition by the electorate. So there's nothing to lose by going into coalition because they were punished equally. Okay, but the difference is, Keith, that like Fine Gael have been an unpopular government for the last couple of years or longer or whatever, while the economy was on the ups. Mm. And I'm not saying before anybody on Twitter starts, <coughs> I'm well aware that there are people out there who aren't on their uppers. But I'm just saying, in general, the economy was recovering and there was progress being made in some areas, mm. specifically economically. And now they're going into a coalition together where the economy, again, rapidly evolving situation we don't really know but probably pretty bad like for the next couple of years pretty, so pretty, yeah pretty 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 bad, pretty bad. so <clears throat> what's what we're now looking into is not only is Michal going to go in there and insist on doing having the top job but he's going to get the blame for all of the like the hard decisions that are going to have to be made in the next couple of years and his their policy document together doesn't even like like well, we'll go mean, through it. No, no, go no, through it for people who haven't okay, like, for people listening who haven't read like, it okay I will in a second but like <clears throat> we know that you're not going to be able to like it's like it's like your manifesto we know you're not going to be able to do half of it we know that people like they write these manifestos and they say well we didn't get an overall majority so the whole thing's in the bin yeah we know sure sure thing sure John but like <laughs> at least sure, John. at least like write a couple of things in there that you can say later you did get well, done. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even that. I'm not even that hopeful. Write a couple of things in there that are good ideas that later on you can say we never did that because we didn't have any money. At least. But I mean, fluff everybody, me. you see, like fluff me, <clears throat> fluff, fluff me a little me, yeah, bit, yeah, like yeah, fluff yeah. me a little bit. Don't write like things like. But the thing is, as you just touched on, people who write manifestos before elections in Ireland know they're not going to get an overall majority, so they have an immediate get out where they go, look, folks. The public didn't want it. They didn't give us the majority. So we have to compromise. And so they write these manifestos knowing that they don't actually have to implement them. This is different. This is a thing where they know they're going into government and they're going to have to try and implement this stuff and they have no get out of jail card. And they still come up with the vacuous nonsense. Oh, listen, listen. Uh, Roll out an ambitious home energy retrofitting programme. 
The home energy retrofitting program, I think, was mentioned by Dick Roach in two thousand and two. It's not. I mean, good what about, God! What about support efforts towards a durable two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestine conflict? Well, I mean, they have their finger on the pulse of what's important for the Irish They've public. Got their you finger know? up the ass of something because this is just like. Now they did. They did say, in fairness, they did say some very meaty things. A citizens' like, assembly on climate change. You know, I love uh, a good citizens' assembly. A citizens' you know, assembly. Now, 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 like it's now even more annoying. Because the two largest parties have gone into government together. So you, like, you could say you actually have the Citizens' Assembly now. It's not like... Yeah, yeah. You literally got elected... You literally have the Citizens' Assembly. You literally got elected two months ago, you absolute niff-nuff. And now you want the taxpayer to pay for a bunch of goons who feel self-important to sit in a room and talk about climate change. We know about climate change. It's like getting 100 people off Twitter to sit in a room and come up with ideas for politicians who've been elected by hundreds of thousands of other people... To give them ideas, it's I, I I cannot understand the logic of this. Except that, in fairness, Mihal Martin is a man who loves a good report. So the yeah, Citizens' then, Assembly uh, is kind of like the ultimate uh, is the ultimate kind of um, like modern day report, isn't it? If you love but a in good fairness, report, in fairness, like I'd love a good report. Have one person sit in a room and write it. Like no, but there's no a, juice in a that. Citizens' Assembly. How's the one on gender equality going? That's probably the that's even. probably the ground zero for COVID nineteen actually. Well, I don't know. I'm cleaning the dishwasher out far more these days. Equality is improving in, in this house, that's for sure. Well, let me just like actually now that you just said uh, that. I didn't mean not to rile you. Now I don't want you to come for me. No, well, hold on. Tackle domestic and sexual violence. So they're going to tackle it. They're going to tackle it. They're not going to cure it. No, they're tackling it. No, they're tackling they're it. Tackling it. Okay. Have um, they not been tackling it thus far? Well. Apparently not. Acknowledge the importance of carers to our society. So obviously we weren't acknowledging or tackling. I suppose you could stand up on day one on the doll and Mia Martin, the teacher, could say, I'd like to acknowledge the importance of carers in Irish society. Tick that box. Promise delivered. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? I've just acknowledged it. They say we don't we don't deliver. You asked, I deliver. You ask, I deliver. Yeah. But also in fairness, right? They are going to do, uh, they're going to um, provide... Also, why are you putting in a document, just all jokes aside, yeah, why are you putting in a document that's been written in the last week and a half, a citizens' assembly, when there's probably not five of us can sit in a room at the moment? So, like, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, hundred No, it'll people. be virtual, it'll be a Zoom room. A Zoom room with Can you imagine a hundred people, people shouting about... Talking about and Zoom And also, room. like, what's the citizens' assembly on climate change going to say? Climate change is bad... And then we all have to stop doing everything and go back to our house. Oh no, we're doing that already. No, but we're sure, all doing that already. Surely, not like, drive anywhere. Surely, like climate change, like remove joy from the society. But like, surely climate change, like programs for how to tackle climate change or whatever, should be done by professionals. Don't be silly, Sarah. This has nothing to do no, with professionals. A, no, but it's not a social optics. policy. Like, it's not a social policy. It's not. It's, not, it's allegedly scientific, but this is this is optics. Oh, this God. is nothing. This is nothing to do with you know real real world or real numbers, but. They are, in fairness, they have said they're going to provide universal health care, right? And housing for all. Now, universal health care and housing for all are, they sound fantastic. They sound great. I mean, everybody wants health care and everybody Pizza wants a house. for everyone. <laughs> I think John I think McGuinness. John during McGuinness, the lockdown, everyone in the entire country will get a Domino's pizza delivered to their house I mean, with a garlic bread and a Diet Coke. And nobody has to pay for it. It's wonderful. John McGuinness, who I've, is a Fianna Fáil TD, I have a lot of time for He's down in, where is he? Is he in Tipperary or somewhere? He's down in the country. No, somewhere. he's Limerick, I think. No, he's definitely not Limerick. No, 
Isn't he not? Oh, that's William. Yeah, no, sorry. I thought he was long. I thought he was um, in... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I thought he was in the same place as Larry. But anyway, <coughs> he... Um, um, again, is he Kilkenny? Anyway, doesn't matter. No, that's Aylward. He's down the country, right? But he's a very, very, um, very, very good guy. I like him. Uh, he's not afraid to speak his mind. Causes all kinds of hassle for himself and Fianna Fáil. But anyway. Carlo Kilkenny. Carlo Kilkenny. Kilkenny, yeah. So well, he, that's not Kilkenny, actually. Oh, it's, it's more than Limerick, isn't it? So he, Shut up. He then... Um, at the parliamentary party uh, meeting tonight to discuss this, um, Dan O'Connell reported on Twitter that um, he said the only thing that was missing from the document was free Wi-Fi and Netflix for all. He's right. <laughs> and he's right. He's absolutely right. Here's another one. Prioritise capital investment by borrowing, if necessary, to stimulate demand domestically. If necessary. Grow employment. Respond to social need. Respond to the social need? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't think you should respond to social need. Followed I mean, quickly by no increases in income tax and or universal social charge. And no cuts to establish core social welfare rights. Of course not. So what we're going to do is we're going to borrow the bejesus. We're going to just borrow the borrow the borrow the Put it all on the credit card, folks, and then just hand the bill to your kids. So it all sounds great. So Keith, roll out an ambitious home energy retrofitting program. Ah, oh, the retrofitting. I love that stuff. But the housing for all and the universal healthcare is fantastic. So... Universal healthcare, folks, by the way, just means this. Bang. Day one, you're all now entitled to healthcare. And it is to be universal. Delivered. All right. Housing for all. You're all going to get a referendum on making housing a a right. And then once that's passed, delivered. Now, there'll be no houses, but just you'll have a right to house. Empower all people with social needs or special needs or a disability to progress, to reach their full potential and to pay, play a full part in society. Like, why is that being written as if that's a new thing? Do you know, that's the most cynical one I of the lot. I mean, you know, people who have a... It's just like, I can imagine a group of people ugh. sitting around saying, say something, say something, say something. We've say, got to tick boxes We've got to say something about the gays as well. Yeah, the gays. And, like, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like... There's nothing for the gays in that actually, is there? I, I haven't read through it, but it's, that's what I mean. It's just like, who, like, who, it's the, it's the... It's just like there's a global pandemic coming on, at, like coming along or happening. We're locked in our houses, and you want this. This is the best you could do. Like it's just, it's just terrible. It's stunning, it's stunning. When the government had to be really just, radical you know for them to like, give them any chance at all, they just literally roll out this tripe. That is going to go nowhere. Yeah. The only thing it's going to do is make me all Martin Tisha. Congratulations, you know me like, deadly. It's just so disappointing because it's like, as you said, it's like a once in a lifetime thing. And like, you know, it, it like I wish me all. Or the people who advised me all had taken a droplet of the ambition he has to be Taoiseach and applied it to this document because it would have been a real <clears> corker <throat> if so. Like, just like and like that's the lack it's ambition. It's like they copied and pasted something from most of the manifestos of the parties going into the last general election, where both of them got rejected by the by the electorate, and then put it all together in this smorgasbord of shite. That's exactly what happened. I mean, what they're doing is they realise they need another small. They need a small party. By the way, just in case um, people listening may not know the numbers. So basically, between them, between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, they've seventy two like seats. Anybody who listens to this <coughs> podcast knows all about it. Anoraks. Yeah, I know. But look, love the. We, are we have the. we have about what forty fifty thousand people listen to this podcast. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 you can't assume, Sarah. So, se- 
72 seats is what they have between them. They need 80, 81 really, but they need 80. How my dad's not one of the 50,000 this week. And uh, <laughs> he's probably one of the nine. But anyway, so the... So basically, they need another small party. Theoretically, they could gather together 10 independents, but like herding cats, folks, you know. So they need another small party. They need the Greens, Social Democrats or Labour, or preferably two of those. But they need at least one. And so what they've done, Sarah, is you're absolutely correct. They've gotten the three party manifestos of those three small parties. They've sat them out on a big table. And they've said, the voters voted for this rubbish. So we better put this rubbish into whatever we're going to hand to the small parties. And then they said, and the other thing is, sure, if we offer them their own manifestos, lads, this is where it gets clever. They can't turn us down. Right? And so basically they're just gonna hand these three parties their own manifestos and say, Do you not want this? Be sure you said you wanted this. And then in fairness, the small parties are in a bit of a pickle because if they don't go into government and the thing collapses, the Fianna Fáil Fine Gael go back to the electorate with another election and they say why would you vote for the Greens, Labour or Social Democrats when they don't want to go into But government? I don't agree with that because I just... I think that's I, very clever. I, 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 I think that like lots of people who vote for the Greens don't care. That they don't... They, gonna, that like they'll never get they're not gonna go, their policies. They're not going to go... They're not going to go... No, that they're... Like they're... The Greens are going to say we want to do a national government. But by the way, which by the way, I kind of agree with to a degree. We'll I get back to that. But you're like... You, you're ascribing motives to people's voting that don't exist. People, vote, Lots of people vote green and they vote green because they vote green and they're a green voter and they're a green voter. But they want their policies like, enacted. No, they don't think like that. They're just a green voter. Like, that's the irony. You're ascribing, like, too much... Like, a lot of green voters or a lot of Labour voters are Labour voters through and through. They're green voters or they're Fianna Fáil voters through and through or they're Fianna Gael voters. And they don't go, well, I voted Fianna Fáil all my life but I'm not voting for them this time because they didn't go into government. They don't think like that. No, but Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are different. People assume that one of those is going to be in government and they're going to be middle of the road and they know all that. They know they know exactly what they're buying there. People who voted the Greens the last time and pushed them from two seats to 12 wanted something done. They wanted a green agenda, in, you know, enacted in government. They wanted the policies implemented. They didn't want to vote green to just make themselves feel good around dinner parties. Well, I'm telling you now that I think that if this falls apart because the Greens wouldn't go in, that Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael will lose more from the next election than the Greens will. I think the Gre- I would be willing to bet you money that the Green vote will, up, will stand up. Well, I'll bet you money on that because I think that the Greens are think what you think, but I, I, I can't see how any logical voter could vote for a party that doesn't want to be in government. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and enact the policies that you put in your manifesto. We want to do all these things in our manifesto. Yeah, but you have to go into government. No, we'll never do that. I mean... The, well, they didn't say they no would do that. They said, we, we want... we like believe in a national government and like the thing is what's, that, the, like, what's, the, what's the difference for a national government what will they get from a national government what do you mean like what, what, like, what, what would be the, what would be no, the difference between a green, a green party TD saying I want to go into a national government and implement my policies or I want to go into a government with Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and implement my policies what, no, is the what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that they weren't saying they weren't willing to do anything that what they were saying was that there's a global pandemic going on yeah. we're either in an emergency or we're not Michal is saying in one minute oh we have to we have to get an order we need stability we need stability we need stability stability could have been offered at any time by any party by just saying okay we'll support this government for six months up until the next budget but should they supported Fine, Fine Gael for four years for stability that's, for Brexit okay that's besides the point I'm saying in this 
situation. Mm. They could have easily said, we'll support this government for six months up to the next budget. Uh, we're in a global pandemic, blah, 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 blah. This is an emergency, whatever. So it's either an emergency or not. Do you know what I mean? I think it's just an emergency that Michal wants to be Taoiseach. That is an emergency. That is an emergency. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the point is that um, I also have a, I also have a kind of a, a conspiracy theory. Would you like to hear my conspiracy theory? Oh, I love your conspiracy theories. So my conspiracy theory... I've seen, like, uh, you know, they're, 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 they usually la- la- have less or make less sense than some things I've written on... I've seen written on walls in excrement and photos. Well, in I would like to think... But there are some protagonists of the dark arts in Fine Gael headquarters. I know for an absolute <laughs> fact there are none, but <laughs> I would like to think there's one. I'd like to think there's one clever Machiavellian... Maybe that's the person I saw writing on the wall in excrement. Evil actually. little fecker in Fine Gael headquarters who's a sociopath who can see a, an opportunity here. I'd like to think there's, there's none, right? They're all, they're all complete. They've all done grievance studies in Minute and they're all touchy-feely and none of them are any good. None of them, no PJ Maris anymore. But anyway. PJ Maris, Fianna Fáil. Yeah, as you described. Yeah, same thing. But the, po- the point is that if... It, it, my conspiracy theory is this. Leo has led Michal up the garden path with his whole thing, knowing that his weakness is that he wants to be Taoiseach. So he's Leo, led him yeah. He's led him to a point where he's saying, you know, this is what we'll do, you and me, Michal. We'll lure one of the smaller parties in. We'll get our government. You'll be Taoiseach. Happy days. And we're going... It's like Gollum. We're going, he's like Gollum. He's like Gollum. Yeah. The ring. Precious. So, but then, Leo is thinking, well, look, I'm going to put out this fatuous vacuous nonsense you know manifesto government plan or whatever knowing that it can go nowhere and also that one of the three parties probably won't come in with me at that point Fine Gael who are now on the up in the polls get to call an election that they tried might and main to avoid and they go in on what are they at 35% in the polls Mm -hmm. they'd fly that election Fianna Fáil would look completely irrelevant. They wouldn't have time to change their leader. And I think that There's that is the plan. Time. I think that's the plan. There's always time. I think that's the plan. I think Leo has got a... a, a it's going to pull the L switcheroo. He's got a cunning, cunning plan. So Fianna Gael, after like, whatever, two, five years of never sh- showing any political shrewdness whatsoever... And being shite at elections. In the last two oh, elections. they're terrible I've never seen anything so bad... Like and the I locals, kept, don't I, kept thinking, locals. I kept thinking. Oh. I kept thinking. I kept thinking. There's got to be a plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. got to be something that we're going to look back and go. Oh, this is. You s- you said it at the last general election. You said no. They're going to spring something. They have a plan. They have a spring, the, and they had nothing. Reader, they did not have a plan. <laughs> they had nothing. They were just crap. In the local elections in 2014, folks, I was going around trying to get elected for Fine Gael, and we were. I was quite literally stepping over people installing water meters at the end of gardens and going up to the door ringing the doorbell and saying hello hello any local issues you'd like to discuss <laughs> I mean they actually rolled out the water meter installation program in the middle of a local election which you know it's just fascinating it's fascinating at how stupid you have to be and not much has improved I think in Finnegan headquarters I'd love to think that there's a Machiavellian genius behind it all, but I really don't think there is well, Fianna Fáil used to be way better elections, but the yeah, last election was... They were evil then. The last, the last election was poor. 
I must say. Yeah, but it was last campaign was poor. It, it was, was just like, campaign. it's my turn. Put me yeah. in, coach. Yeah, Fianna Gael are, are really awful and terrible right. and bad and mean. It's our They're go. They're mean and mm. oh, they haven't oh, oh, they haven't delivered. I think they were probably going to. They were probably offering housing for all and universal health care and. They failed to deliver. I just think that it's my go. I think I'll deliver having never delivered before and I think yeah, it's just like I'm going to walk around in all the constituencies and shake hands with people and tell them that I'm a great guy and this is my goal and like, oh, put me in coach you know I'm ready I do you know, like, you're, you know we're being kind of facetious but that was actually the policy that was the strategy like there was nothing more than what you just said there it's my go Fine Gael were ter- are terrible and evil and awful and bad and it's just our go again, and you'll just put us back in because that's yeah. the, they're the rules. Yeah. And it's just fascinating. They didn't even change the slogan. And the slogan was the same from the last general election. And I was like thinking about that, and I was like, "Good slogan." I was like, "It is a good, it is a good slogan." What was, was it like, again? Learning for all. Yeah, it and it is a really good slogan. But I was like, "Is it? Is it like? Well, we're still, we're consistent. We're still in Ireland for all. Or." just didn't want to spend money on the branding or like are we just too cocky and lazy to come up with a new slogan oh well lazy was the was the absolute I mean raison d'etre it was re- the Fianna Fáil campaign was replete with laziness yeah it was the sloth of political campaigns it was so lazy and then also like there was things like there was a couple of things like that really really boiled my some bojangles uh, about it during the campaign like and, and you know the way sometimes something really an, makes you angry and it do, it's not even that rational but it's just epitomises something so much that it makes you want to punch the wall mm. and Michal did this um, made this comment where he talked about um, um, you know the way he talks about uh like his humble beginnings and then like like so he made a comment about like private posh boys mm. that kind of thing With the posh boy thing and it yeah. like it made me so angry because I didn't go to private school just in case you start piling onto me on Twitter so it's nothing to do with that but it's to do with the fact that like just like desperately flirting with this kind of like rich people are bad poor people are great reverse snobbiness reverse snobbery and also like like loads of people who went to private school actually vote Fianna Fáil why are you alienating them and it turns out as well Michal that it's not an Ireland for all then is it it's an Ireland for all who didn't go to private school it's just so like Cheap. Well, and I mean, like, Richard Boyd, Barron, like, Paul Murphy went to private school. It didn't really like, make them right wing neoliberals. Or when you, whether you didn't, it's really like really none of anybody's business, and it doesn't make you a better person. Like it's just so annoying, and like oh well, because I like everybody who came from humble beginnings is somehow better than people who didn't. It's just I just thought it was like it was just it was, it was just, dog whistling. All it was was saying, look, you know, all you guys out there didn't go to private school. I didn't go. I'm your man. Leo went to private school, and we all hate the rich. And so, yeah. you know, you know, you have to. The vote problem for me. is that I know a lot of people who went to private school who are now older and who are quite successful, who who have in the past donated, uh, quite generously to Fianna Fáil <clears throat> and bought tables at events or whatever. And it's just two fingers up to them, and like 
Michal doesn't exactly have his pulse on the membership, but like that was a real insult, I think. Yeah, but he also, when he took over, steered Fianna Fáil into you know the left wing tundra. So he was kind of being on point there. He was just deciding to stay with this left wing nonsense. And the 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 mantra of the election, if it wasn't change, was you know. No, they thought vote, it was change. They were in a completely different conversation. Yeah, but with vote the vote left and all that stuff. And what was it like? Yeah, vote left. Vote left. So he was trying to just you know tap into that in the most pathetic way possible. Anyway, point is, folks, we better get back on on, on track here. Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, they have come out with this manifesto, you know, free pizza and coke, we're, 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 and, like, and coke for everybody. Um, it can't be well, delivered. Well, it's actually, do you know what, in nonsense. fairness, it's not free pizza and coke for everybody. It's, um, at some point in the future, we will endeavour to provide sustenance to the majority of the country tackle, in some way tackle. in some way as which we see fit which you will all enjoy but we can't be in getting into specifics yet yeah. that's what it is because pizza for everyone is actually quite pointed and clear no. grand grand you're not saying how it's going to get paid for but at least you have an, a, a lofty ambitious plan that's pointed and directed no direct, it's more kind of like we are and, tackled, and people know what they're going to get no it's this more is, it's more we will tackle the dearth of pizza for all you know, I mean, it's really... No, it's not, because your pizza is specific. Like, here's another one. Yeah. Reduce the cost of land to improve the affordability of housing, employing all measures up to and including referenda. So a referendum... A referendum to, to remove restrict property the rights property rights. rights. Jesus, yeah. by Fine Gael. I mean, you never thought you saw the day. I mean, I obviously Fine Gael, you know, in the last few years have just ended up being really more Labour than Labour themselves and have become the Gard Fitzgerald 2 party. Um, ironic really because we really thought Leo was going to be uh, everybody thought Leo was going to be this Thatcherite and he turns out to be Gareth Fitzgerald's love child but anyway he he had you know the notion that they would sign up to uh, a programme for government that would have a referendum reducing property rights is just astounding and just indicative of how left wing the government the country has gone I mean it's just extraordinary that we're at that level it's kind of depressing though It'll, it'll completely backfire. This I mean, document the crash. amount of, of... None of it's going to happen anyway. <clears throat> well, that one, that can't happen. If they, I mean, if they do that, then the amount of capital flight will just be enormous. And, you know, the collapse in value of land... But they know that. That's why they won't ridiculous. do it. Yeah. This is all just, like... Bump. This is all just, like, yeah, fluff. But it's just... Like, I'm not talking... Like, you know, there's 15, 20 different areas. I'm not talking about, like, you know, something that's, like got an, an absolutely pointed plan for you know every single point on the whole thing I'm just saying if there was a couple of ideas like you know specifics and I know grand we're global pandemic and we can't get into it or whatever but it's just really disappointing and like mm. I just yeah, disappointing like, is and the, the word the people who are on the Fianna Fáil negotiation, negotiating te- team are I really rate highly and they're really good mm. smart politicians like Darrell Cleary's superb politician and really bright. But what's he doing signing Barry up Town is a really clever guy. Mm. Like, like so, like these are, you know, these are, there's a lot of people. Jim O'Callaghan, is Jim O'Callaghan in the negotiation? Yeah, I think so. Jim O'Callaghan, O'Callaghan they, is they a not realize supreme they got, brain. They don't realise they're setting Fianna Fáil up for an absolute hammering. I don't know. Like it's, and Fine Gael too. Because when Sinn Féin are sitting as the main opposition party across from the Taoiseach for the next five years, lambasting them on their failure to tackle this and point at that and do all the and all the rubbish they've set themselves up for they've created a rod for their own back Sinn Féin are going to end up at 35 40% in the polls and they will absolutely deserve it 
Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael will deserve that because they've wasted this golden opportunity to be a transformative government to put some radical stuff in there and do some important things, break a, break down a few um, kind of cosy cartels, break up a bit of vested interest. But they just can't do it. They cannot bring themselves to do it. It's extraordinary. I know. And Sinn Féin, I mean... <laughs> Mary Lou thought she was getting Coalition 20 and she got COVID-19 instead. Oh, that's harsh. That's harsh. No, I do. I do extend my... my uh, no, I'm not saying it because I... Like, that's not harsh. I'm no. joking that like... I mean, I definitely think at one point... Our best wishes go to Mary Lou and her recovery, obviously. That sounded really insincere. Like, anyway. No, it's true. Anyway, she's fine. Like, I it's just scrapped. Um, the point... Sorry, that's not me snort. That's me trying not she to. She got pleurisy like I did when I had it. It's not confirmed whether you had it yet. Definitely had it. You have COVID thirty seven at this point. Um. Anyway, the point is that Sinn Fein thought they were going into government this year, I'd say, or they thought they were going to get some kind of coalition, and now they're getting nothing. Um. But in the longer term, that might help them because I will. the gas thing is that like <coughs> if there's a global <coughs> recession or you know things get really tough. Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil will have to make all the tough decisions and then Sinn Féin will rock back in afterwards. Yeah, you're looking at a definite Sinn Féin swing now. But what would you, so <clears throat> from an alternative point of view, what would you have had Fianna Gael do if you were in charge? Um, I think what you do is you, you look at the, the main issues are um, at the moment financial um, uh, vulnerability um, so that that's both the people who've lost their jobs and the people who are going to be still unemployed in six months' time. Um, and then also you've got health and housing. But we had a perfect opportunity to really just go for this now. So, for example, for me, it would have been something along the lines of a basic income so that you would have had, uh, you know... No, I'm not asking you about that. I'm asking you about if you're a Leo, how would you make the numbers? What would you do, like? What do you mean, to make up the government? Yeah. Well, they're doing all they can do. They're inviting in the three parties. They need one of them. So, I mean, there's not much more they could do there. But I, I don't think... Uh, I don't think Leo wants it. I, I don't think really... I really... I firmly believe now that Fine Gael want another election. And so they're angling for another election. They're trying their best to do it in the most kind of opaque way because they don't want to be seen as cynical. But I think that is the plan. I think Fine Gael can only want another election. Having come out with this alleged programme for government, it's so ridiculous. They must want another election. So they're going to try to alienate the parties. They're going to try to make it difficult, make it awkward and, you know, hope, cross their fingers and hope that there's another election. Um, so I don't think he's, he's trying to get into government at all. And also we come around to the, the very delicate subject of who's going to be Taoiseach. So the, the two things that happened there is either Leo stays on. Cringe and now it's me all, like, but like But hold on, but if Leo stays on as Taoiseach, right? The deal will have to be that Michal gets the, the top job in two and a half years' time. So basically, what Leo has done there is he's put a target on his back and said, I'm going to, I'm going to basically not be Taoiseach in two and a half years. Simon Coveney et al. will say, right, that's you done, Bosco. And so he's going to be signing his own death warrant, his own political death warrant, that he's going to be retiring at 43 and gone out of politics. Um. If Michal goes first, it's going to look insane that a highly popular now Taoiseach is in Leo Varadkar is going to hand over the mantle to, to Michal Martin in the middle of the COVID pandemic. And Michal Martin's going to arrive at the plinth with a big grin on his face 
and say I'm now the Taoiseach and everybody's expected oh, to just everybody's just going to be expected to take this as a normal a normal thing and it's going to look ridiculous if that happens so either way I, and then what so Leo then hangs on for another two and a half years to get the job back again that's going to look stupid for him they both end up looking stupid I don't know I just I, I don't see it I think Fine Gael are angling for another election and I kind of think they might get one although the Sock Dems what do you think of the Sock Dems we never really talk about the small parties enough. like the Sock Dems look like they they're flirting with the idea of going to government you can imagine Roshi and Shortall and Catherine Murphy they're both probably in their last all and they would like to be senior ministers I imagine so they're, they're they how seem, many Sock Dems are there? six so it's still not enough yeah but 78 and then you only need three or four independents you can manage that the sensible ones there you know it's so like dicey oh yeah sure look like the idea that that last five years is well, yeah well you're you're you know I don't know but anyway I mean like look it's it's it like on the, on the other hand I see a lot of stuff on Facebook and stuff of Fianna Fáil members and I just think you just have to vote for it at this point like just well that's another point now let's discuss the mechanisms that have to be undergone for Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael to get this through their parties so not only do the parliamentary parties have to agree to this which Okay, they'll probably get majorities in their parliamentary parties, but there will be serious um, objections to it. You might even have a couple of mavericks. Do you reckon you get Eamon O'Keefe maybe he just refuses to back that government? I really don't know. John McGuinness? You know, possibly. Possible, possibly. possible. Fine Gael, you might get, you know, could get some something happen. All 11 of Fine Gael's councillors in Mayo on a conference call with Helen McEntee during the week said that they are absolutely implacably opposed to this coalition. And Michael Ring then, I think it was Michael Ring, wasn't it? Is he the Mayo TD? Yeah. He came out and backed them and said he was against it as well. So you might have, a, you might have, some, uh, you might have some naysayers in the, in the parliamentary parties. But the main problem is the constitution of the parties, in particular Fianna Fáil. They have to get it through an Ardesh. So the membership have to support this coalition. Now, how is Mihal going to get over that little hurdle? I think it can be radical, <coughs> like the Ord Corla. They're not going to be able to have an Ordash. Because of COVID? Yeah. That's handy. They're not going to be able to do a postal vote because they'll just say the logistics are too much. So then they'll get the Ord Corla. I think the Ord Corla can pass a motion that says that there's no need for an Ordash. I think there's something like that. And how many people are in the Fianna Fáil Ord Corla? Well, like a hundred. Are they all handpicked or are they voted or what's the way it's Yeah, they're, like there's a constituency delegate from each constituency and then there's the committee of... <coughs> 15 or whatever it changes all the time committee of 20 committee of 15 um, who are elected at the Ordash and then there's the presidents of the party and then all the parliamentary party are they no not the all, not all the parliament is a parliamentary party representative Michal that's it I think so you reckon he'll get it through that he could he probably get it through that they'll all be loyal party party heads they'll follow the leader follow the leader I don't know actually I really don't know they also have to go back, like, and run for election to the, at the next door dash, and you know they have to go back to their constituencies and stuff. So Mio. they kind of are more loyal to their to their electorate than they are to me. All I'd say. Well, he's, I think he's got a better chance of getting it through that than he would an Ardesh. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But he won't be. In fairness, like they wouldn't be able to have an Ardesh. <clears throat> yeah, like, and Finnegale, I think Finnegale can basically just decide themselves, don't they? They don't have the same thing. I don't think they have to get it through an Ardesh to have a coalition. So. But they need to get it through their parliamentary party and their national executive. So I would say <clears throat> that that 
would be a lot of a lot of an easier job than than Michal's job. But it'll be interesting to see if they get a few who just fall away and say no, we're not going to support this. So well, interesting the, days ahead. I mean, mm, there's nothing else to watch anyway because we're in lockdown. Yeah. And in the next podcast, we're going to talk about the positive things that have happened since lockdown has happened. We'll hopefully be in better form to discuss the positive things. Like you cleaned out the shed. Really cleaned out the shed. I've partly done the wardrobe. Almost done Christmas the miracle. Wow. Well. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there you go, folks. We, we're, we're, we're kind of ending the, the podcast on a, bit we're, of a, we're, on, we're, on a bit of a fizzle. We're ranting and raving about Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael's yeah. document. Hopefully in the coming days, there'll be some clarity around what some of these things mean. And then I'll come back next week and be full of excitement about some of the proposals for the future and the vision for the future of you Ireland. You will not. That I can, shut up, that I can get on board and that I can be excited about. But for now, you know, ending property rights effectively in, in our country is just not... It's just not really... It's not our thing, is it's it? It's not really our thing. It's not our thing, no. no, no. Um, okay, folks, um, thank you very much for listening. This has been The Unsafe Space. I've been Keith Redmond. And I've been Sarah Ryan. We'll see you next time. Bye.